The Ready, Set, Grow podcast is sponsored by Ag Expert, software designed for Canadian agriculture. Visit them today at agexpert.ca. Welcome to the Ready, Set, Grow podcast, where we like to showcase startup and early stage companies, as well as visit with innovators in the agriculture and food industry. My name is Michael Dales with RH Accelerator, and today we're here with Matthew Appleby and Ryan Appleby of OB Veterinary Education. Matthew and Ryan, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here. Uh, Ryan, would you be able to go uh, and tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Michael. Uh, So I'm a veterinary radiologist. um, And so I work at the Ontario Veterinary College and do a combination of clinical work and teaching uh, at the institution. And so that's what kind of drew me to, to start OB Veterinary Education was my passion for education. Um, and bringing some knowledge about veterinary radiology to practitioners of veterinary medicine who need it. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's kind of who I am and, and where I come from. Okay. Yeah, Matthew, can you uh, give us uh, your, your quick background as well? For sure. I, I would consider myself a uh, business generalist in some ways. Um, I have experience with small business and sales and partnerships. Uh, so when Ryan had this vision for a better continuing education platform, uh, he approached me and we had been talking about it for a few months before we actually launched. And uh, I've been helping him develop the platform, uh, the way veterinarians can connect with each other, the learning experience, as well as our marketing and business operations. Okay. I'm sure a lot of our listeners haven't heard about uh, OBVET uh, before. So can you give us uh, sort of a quick overview on uh, what your platform is and your product? Absolutely. And and no worries if you haven't heard of OB as we just launched in January of this year, 2021. So uh, we're fairly new to the scene. Uh, but as Ryan mentioned earlier, uh, he saw this opportunity and this pain point for veterinarians in the way that they were completing their continuing education. Uh, most were completing it at long, uh, long online webinars or conferences in person. And uh, while they might have been enjoyable, the retention wasn't there. That allowed them to actually uh, improve their clinical practice. Uh, and I mean, Ryan can speak to this more in a minute, but the idea of micro-learning really stuck with us. And these digestible small chunks that veterinarians can complete whenever they're ready, whether that's at home and they want a refresher or on the clinic floor as they're treating a patient, um, something that's easily accessible, trusted content, and, and available when they need it. Um, and so we we started getting, we got to work on just what does that look like? And we kind of sketched out this platform that veterinarians can connect with each other, share best resources, loaded with tons of free resources for vets. Uh, there are paid courses on the site that are race approved, which is the accredited uh, body in North America. Um, and we just, we really want to grow a community of dedicated veterinary professionals who, who want to learn. That's awesome. Uh, sort of what areas are you focusing on uh, sort of right now since uh, you just launched? Yeah, so, so right now we just focus on veterinary radiology which is my background. Um, And so there are, like Matthew said, a number of courses uh, predominantly for small animal radiology, looking at both thoracic and abdominal imaging. Um, And those are things that veterinarians do in practice every day. They're taking x-rays or radiographs of 
um, dogs and cats, thoraxes and abdomens for a whole host of variety of reasons. And so that's where our focus is right now. Uh, and in the coming months, we're expanding into other specialties. And so we're working with specialists in dentistry, cardiology, surgery, and have started conversations with a number of other uh, specialties to start to expand into some of those other areas of specialty um, based on what our users are telling us that they really are interested in and what they want to see next. Okay, perfect. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners would probably be more interested in uh, food animals and such. Uh, Do you have any sort of idea if you'll go into that area more or just stay with sort of the small companion animals? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of one of our next steps as well. And so working with... um, you know, other specialists in areas for large animal medicine um, to to find some um, pieces that would be really valuable for folks that are treating, especially things like cows and horses. Um, and those are kind of the areas that we're going to dive into next to support sort of the agriculture industry through supporting the veterinarians that that support the farmers. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where we're where we're headed next with that is some some herd health management and infectious disease type courses relating to especially bovine practice, but maybe some other areas as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so I guess uh, if there's any like veterinarians who'd be interested in your platform, uh, they can like find it through your website. And uh, is it a currently like an online platform or do you have an app uh, developed for it? Yeah, any veterinarian uh, or anyone can find us at obvet.com. Uh, it's free to make an account and we do have a free course as well as some additional resources available. Um, so lots to dig in there if you are interested. Uh, the app is in our roadmap, certainly, uh, as we grow and add specialties um, and we're able to to drive deeper engagement with these vets, we will be developing an app. Uh, right now, the, the website works pretty well on mobile. So uh, feel free to dive in on any internet-enabled device that you have. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I was lucky enough to hear you uh, uh, go through the, was it the Griffin's Lair pitch competition and you were the overall uh, winners of the 10,000 grand prize. So congratulations on that again. Um, Can you just uh, take us through that process a little bit? And uh, so going from pitching, uh, getting to feedback from uh, the judges and then to the sort of selection process. Yeah, I can start and maybe Ryan can uh, finish us off here, but we were part of a accelerator program through the University of Guelph um, that included a number of opportunities, one of which was this Griffin's Lawyer uh, pitch competition. And as you mentioned, there was a grand prize of $10,000, which we were uh, lucky enough to win. Um, and the the process for us, it really helped us, I should say. We just launched in January um, we, we actually joined the accelerator before our public launch, um, and the mentorship team there helped us develop our platform, uh, helped us refine our marketing message and really what, um, what we wanted to lead with and launch with. And then when the pitch competition came around, we were connected with a number of unique business mentors who were able to help us, uh, speak to our, our market share, our, the potential opportunity, our value proposition, and really refine that pitch deck, uh, to a point where we were, selected by the panel of judges to win the grand prize, which is pretty cool. And even as I say it, it hasn't really sunk in. So I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not sure I have uh, 
much more addition to, to add there. It's been a great opportunity to, to be able to work with the team at Accelerator Guelph. And um, yeah, like Matthew said, I think the, the mentorship especially has been something that's in, been incredibly valuable to us and to especially help kind of fine tune some of the aspects of the, the business that don't come from our individual backgrounds um, and to, to help shape some of that for us. Um, are there any other resources that have helped you uh, sort of along the way? Yeah, I, you know, I think that um, I'm a I'm a big fan of of podcasts, and I you know recently listened to a few episodes of yours, so I appreciate those. Um, I think that there's some other really great um, podcasts out there for folks that are looking to start businesses and start to think about things like that. Um, one of my favorite ones is the Indie Hackers podcast for anybody kind of looking to bootstrap and kind of start up an internet business. I think that's a really cool option. Um, Startups for the rest of us is another kind of uh, podcast in that space that I really enjoy. Um, And there's a lot of depending on the kind of business you want to start or the things that you're looking for, you know, startups.com or kind of other internet based resources for folks looking to get involved with these kind of things, I think have been pretty helpful. Yeah, those sound like uh, some good resources uh, to use. You've started your business or officially launched six months ago. I'm sure you were working on it uh, way before that. Uh, what's one thing that you wish you know, knew before you started and uh, that may, or maybe that you could go back and change uh, now that you're six months in? It's a, it's a good question. Uh, I think for me, it, it's that nothing is set in stone. Things are constantly changing and iterative. Uh, and that kind of leads into this idea of not being afraid to fail. I think when Ryan and I were starting the business, um, you know, we thought, well, who are we? We're first time founders. Uh, We've got a little bit of background and experience in this, but who are we to really start a company? And the idea of just getting past that hurdle and understanding that some things are going to work and some things aren't. And as long as you're flexible and able to iterate and pivot, everyone's favorite word in 2020 and 2021 is just pivot. Uh, And we, and we did. Um, a couple times, and that really helped. So I think if there's any um, founders out there thinking about starting a business, just remember every founder, no matter how successful, was a first-time founder at some point. And getting over that first hurdle, failing the first couple times, and continuing on is incredibly important. Yeah, that's some uh, great advice. Uh, Ryan, did you have uh, sort of one thing that uh, you wish you knew before you started uh, this journey? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I think for me... Um, maybe just kind of thinking about starting with some market research aspect of things. So, you know, we definitely came from a a point of kind of understanding the industry from my perspective, um, kind of identifying something that we thought would, would help and, and benefit the the industry. Um, but I think a little bit additional kind of market research off the top as we were going through our product development, you know, can really either accelerate that in the right direction or kind of push us towards some things. And I think that's may have just helped us grow to where we are today and maybe a little bit of a, a quicker way. So um, just trying to find some some folks who can and help with that and, and engage with that before kind of launching into things might be a, a good piece of advice. Oh, perfect. 
Um, I know uh, when we're speaking with a lot of small companies, a lot of them have a really strong reason why they started their business. Maybe it was a hurdle that they've had in their past uh, or like an obstacle that they had to overcome and uh, something that would have helped them on their journey. So uh, can you take us through sort of your why uh, for starting uh, OB? Yeah, I mean, this is this is really sort of our our um, big thing and our our reason for being. And uh, for me, it was it, it was the pain that I felt trying to complete my own continuing education and the things that I experienced as a, a learner going through veterinary school and then my advanced training beyond that. We have to take in a ton of information and veterinary medicine is getting more and more complex. There's always new drugs. Medicine is advancing at a rapid scale. Um, And it's something that I think veterinarians and veterinary students get a little bit overwhelmed with how much they need to know. And I think that the the style of, of teaching and the style of continuing education hasn't fully kept up with what we know about um, kind of best practices in education. And the idea behind having these shorter lessons, especially with younger learners who are used to um, short, engaging pieces of content online is something that I really wanted to explore and engage with for veterinary medicine specifically. And so for me, you know, it's, it's a struggle at the end of a long day of work or at the end of a week to sit down and do a full hour length webinar. And I think that other veterinarians experience that pain as well. Talking to some of my friends who just kind of need to find ways to fit that CE into their schedule. And so finding ways to deliver it in short chunks, our lessons are never more than five minutes. And so it gives veterinarians this opportunity to complete their continuing education less than five minutes a day. And, and I think that this is something that I would have loved to have had as a, as a student and even now today in other areas that I'm looking to get my own CE in. Um, and so that's why I'm excited to bring on some of these other specialists who I can then in turn listen to as a, as a user of OB as well as uh, uh, somebody who provides some content on there. Okay. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, just the content uh, on the app? Uh, how are you going to structure that? You said like bring on other specialists. Uh, will they continue to like own that content and use it other places or will it be specific for the app? And uh, how are, I guess, you planning to onboard these specialists as well? Yeah, I can, I can take that question again. So I, you know, for us, that's a really important piece and, and something that I also see in the industry as being a bit of a challenge is that um, veterinarians that have a specialty and provide a lot of this continuing education um, should retain the intellectual property for their educational resources. And so that's a big thing for us is that we want the veterinary specialists to maintain their own IP. And so we work with them to create the content we engage with them to give us an exclusive right to distribute it. But in doing that, we say that, you know, it's still their intellectual property. And so they have kind of creative control over it. If they want to pull it from the site, they have creative control over that. Um, and of course, like in terms of, of teaching, they can use the concepts, maybe not the videos themselves, but use the concepts in all other aspects of their, their education. Um, and we pay them in perpetuity. So right now, kind of the way the industry is structured is that you get a kind of one-time honorarium or one-time payment for delivering 
an hour long lecture at either a conference or a, um, on a CE platform. And I mean, truth be told, it's not, it doesn't feel exactly fair that those get recorded and those maintain on these websites, those companies keep them forever and they become part of their catalog and that's it. You're, you've kind of given them those rights. And so as a specialist myself, that's something that, you know, if somebody had offered me to maintain the intellectual property and and retain the rights to my educational content, that's something I would have been really interested in. And so I want to be able to give that back to my colleagues and offer them the opportunity to, to keep that as well. That's a good, good model. And, uh, I think it's the content and owning the content uh, is really important for a lot of people. And, uh, but also if they have full control of the content, uh, selling them that, I guess, content to a competitor to create a, uh, sort of competing product, uh, isn't always the best situation. I know that, uh, sort of that continuing education piece, uh, is really big in a lot of different companies are, I know in, what is it, the like learning new languages uh, is a big sector for that and has really sort of grown over time. Uh, how did you sort of think of putting this yeah, micro learning and almost uh, I don't know, gamification into uh, an app for vets? I think you almost hit on it there. When we, when we were early on developing the idea uh, we kept saying to each other, it's it's Duolingo for vets. It's quick and easy. It's gamified. It's a, an enjoyable experience. As the uh, specifics kind of develop themselves, you know, obviously it's not exactly Duolingo for vets, uh, but I think that concept of, of using gamification, uh, which includes uh, users earning points and badges for the content that they um, enroll in and, and learn on the site, uh, it helps. And it, we've seen it already help with our engagement uh, of users. Um, we've, we've seen the literature, uh, especially in the medical profession, about how this, the potential of this uh, mechanism, this learning mechanism, uh, and we're, we're excited for what it can become. You know, we, when we think about the other uh, veterinary CE providers, um, and I mentioned competitors quickly, uh, it, it's a diverse landscape. And we know that we are a bit of a niche market in the sense of somebody who's looking to complete their CE online. Uh, we are race certified and it is micro learning. There will always be a place for your conference uh, or your in-person wet lab to learn hard skills. Uh, so we really want to act as a complementary feature to these other options. Uh, and we are happy for our specialists to engage in other ways um, and for our, our members and our learners to attend those conferences, attend those wet labs, complete CE elsewhere uh, to create a, a comprehensive picture of their um, education. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I guess before we head out, is there anything else uh, you'd want our listeners to know about? No, I, I think I appreciate the time. Um, I think the last plug I'll give is visit us at obvet.com. Check it out. We are still in development. If you have any feedback, um, please shoot us a note through the contact form. My email is matthew at obvet.com. Ryan is ryan at obvet.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. Perfect. Uh, and I guess uh, one of the other things uh, we sort of like to talk about with small businesses is uh, sort of, is there anything that uh, you need and uh, is there any way that people could support you to uh, continue this process? 
I think that's it right there. The the iteration and the iterative process of hearing from our users and hearing from people in the community has been incredibly helpful. So as people use the site, um, whether they're members or not, we would love to hear about their experience. Um, that feedback helps us add new specialties, develop the site in new ways, add new features. Um, so if you're out there and you're interested at all, please get in touch. I think maybe just uh, tell tell your vet, share this podcast with your with your veterinarian the next time uh, your your little pup or kitten or the, they come out for your cows or whatever the case might be. Uh, let them know about us, and um, we're we're always going to be adding new features and adding new uh, courses and content and specialties. So if uh, if you're a vet listening, uh, if you don't see something up there for you now check back or join the site and you'll get some email notifications when, when new things are added. Yeah. I look, I look forward to uh, seeing where you guys take the company in the next six to 12 months. And uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, chat about it in, in a year when you've uh, sort of fully built out your platform. I just also wanted to thank our listeners uh, for tuning into the Ready, Set, Grow podcast today. And uh, thank you again, Matthew and Ryan, for joining us to talk about uh, OB veterinary education. Thank you, Michael. It's been a, it's been a pleasure.